0: You're about to sing it, weren't you? I know you're about to sing that Kirk Franklin revolution. Don't act like you weren't trying to sing it. All right, but on a serious note, I got a question for you guys before I get started in the podcast. Here we go. And that question is, what kind of sound do porcupines make when they kiss? Ouch. (laughs) Get it? Porcupines kiss. Ouch. You get it. What's up guys, welcome to the podcast You are listening to Keeping It Raw, I am Raw And today I want to talk about some things in my head Let's go <laughs> I had uh, Earlier today I had read an article about endangered animals And specifically I was reading about tigers And they're saying, uh, they're asking the question really Are tigers soon to be an endangered animal so i'm like what you know what is this nonsense right because we kind of see this stuff all the time and it's like so this article was basically saying that there are more tigers in captivity than there are out in the wild there are more tigers in united states zoos than there are in their natural habitats between Africa and India and all these other countries that are native to tigers. There are more in zoos in America than there are out there. That's crazy, right? And apparently like a hundred years ago, there were a hundred thousand tigers out in the world or they estimated, I guess. But now they say that there are between 5,000 to 7,000 tigers in United States zoos. And there are about three to 4,000 out in the wild. And I'm just like, <laughs> that boggles my mind. Like I'm not this animal care person or whatever. I don't advocate for animals. But the idea that there are, uh, that's crazy to me. And so they're saying like, okay, so should we be more concerned about this? I don't care. What, I mean, what good is (laughs) a tiger being in a zoo versus being out? I don't, I don't get the whole argument. I don't care. And it brings me to this other point. And that's the main point, which is, does anybody care about animals this much? Okay. Like I care if you're mistreating animals Obviously, these these tigers in these zoos aren't getting mis- mistreated, okay? Maybe in a couple of them, you know, you'll hear about it in 10 years, whatever, when they film some kind of a documentary about it. But the who cares about these animals, okay? And not just tigers. I'm talking about any animal that is basically up for being on the list of endangered species. I mean, they serve no real purpose. I mean, if the uh, Saharan, uh, toad fraud moth is about to be expired or about to go on the endangered. Do people really care about this? If the Chinese Panda who serves no purpose goes endangered and goes I- extinct, are you really going to care that much? Is it serving some great purpose? the podcast is not about endangered animals. I'm just, I read that article and I was like, do I really care about tigers going extinct? Do I have any, I mean, yeah, I'm going to feel bad for Tony the tiger, but am I going to be feeling as bad as I felt for land before time? (laughs) Talking about extinct, extinct animals, whatever. (laughs) So I wanted to bring that to your attention in case you didn't get to read the article. You should care about things more. (laughs) You know, when I see a car like this, first thing I do is I say, would you look at this? You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. Oh, would you look at this? (laughs) Yeah, well... Would you look at that? Yeah, there's a few more blemishes on the car. Oh my gosh, just look at it. The car is not perfect. Just look at (laughs) it. (laughs) Just look at it. I I saw this show on Netflix called The Chef, and it was... um, Basically John Favreau, who directed movies like uh oh, he directed the the Lion King, the new Lion King that came out. He directed um uh the jungle book, uh the live action jungle book also. He directed Iron Man. He uh, if you see Iron Man or the Avengers movies, he plays the character Happy, uh, who is basically like the driver, the chauffeur for uh Tony Stark, Iron Man. And so uh He's a really cool guy. He's into a lot of um, learning. Okay. He apparently did this movie called The Chef and he has a TV show now on Netflix called The Chef. And anyway, so I see Robert Downey Jr. in one of the episodes and it just got me to thinking about Robert Downey Jr. like as a person, because uh, if you don't know in Endgame, big spoiler alert, he dies. Okay. And uh, it's, you know, it's sad Whatever. (laughs) I care about it as much as I care about Actually, I care about Tony Stark, uh, Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark. I care more about that than (laughs) Tiger's going extinct. And it's just... I'm just... It's just the thing. I don't care. So, Robert Downey Jr. dying at the end of Endgame. Really tough. It gets emotional, you know, whatever, for the characters. Not for me, I didn't care so much. But anyway, so he... This Joker was making so much money off of this franchise. Like, this dude is set for life. And every movie that he was making, it was like he was making 10 times what he made the prior movie. That's how sick (laughs) his pay was. So, if they were talking about writing off any character in Endgame, they had no problem writing off Tony Stark. Like, listen, you're a legend... You made so much money off this movie. You're fired. Okay. Don't cry. You're fired. Oh, my goodness. Robert Downey Jr. He, um, I remember a long time ago, he was doing drugs. You know, t- okay. So, Robert Downey Jr., brief synopsis of his life. He grew up around Hollywood. He grew up around actors and directors and stuff like that. So, because he grew up in that kind of crazy lifestyle, Uh, he got into that lifestyle and then he started doing drugs and started doing alcohol and all this stuff, went to jail, got out and turned his life around basically. Uh, So now he dresses as Tony Stark sometimes and he goes to hospitals and, you know, gives hope or gives encouragement, uh, happiness, brings happiness and joy for little kids in the hospital, right? So it's pretty cool. But Tony Stark and (laughs) <laughs> it's a fine line between Robert Downey Jr. and Tony Stark because you can't tell the two apart because he just looks like that. That's his character. Yeah, it's hilarious. So, um, And then I was reading this article about Johnny Depp. So Johnny Depp, who plays um, Captain Jack Sparrow uh, and Edward Scissorhands and What's Eating Gilbert Grape and all these like big-time movies, right? uh Johnny Depp so he's one of those actors that is big into drinking okay this is why you just shouldn't drink I'm just saying like that's my whole philosophy like that's why oh this is why I do not drink okay because I've seen what alcohol does to people and I'm like nah I'm good I'm good and that's my whole philosophy on it it's pretty simple I guess simple-minded kind of person But, um, yeah, Johnny tipped. So this this whole drinking fiasco comes back to bite him. Okay, so here's why. He got married to this lady named Amber Heard. I don't know if you know about her. I didn't know about her. I don't care about her. But here's what happened. They had disagreements, all right? And when you're in a relationship, you're going to have disagreements. They had disagreements, and their disagreements – Caused her to uh, go to the cops and say that he was abusing her and all this stuff. And he wrote, she, so basically this is what happened. She called the cops, said that he was abusing her, writes an op-ed with the Washington Post. And in the op-ed, she says that she was in a relationship that she was abused. She escaped that relationship. So now she's free. She was married to a man that was abusing her and all this stuff. Okay. The reason I'm even bringing this up is because she wrote this but didn't name any names. She had just left her husband, Johnny Depp, and came out with this uh, op-ed story, okay? Opinion, okay. Opinion story is really what it's called. And so uh, and so Johnny Depp's like, what? Are you serious? You didn't name any names? Everybody's going to be thinking that's me. So everybody started writing. Why are you talking about Johnny Depp like that? You must be talking about Johnny Depp. You must be talking about Johnny Depp because you just left him and you said that it was an abusive relationship. You just got free from. Everybody knows you just left Johnny Depp. Why, why didn't you name him? She left, She didn't name him for plausible deniability, basically. So here's what this circles back to: Johnny Depp decides to sue her for defamation, right? For basically saying that you can't just be out here lying, saying my name, or I'm sorry, you can't be out here making people think you're talking about me, okay? Whether it's true or not true, you can't be doing that. Well, it ended up not being true. It wasn't true against Johnny Depp. So, and Johnny Depp's proof was that he had like, she had called the cops on him one night, and I know this is getting deep, and I didn't mean for it to get like this, but I'm trying to explain what's going on. So she called the cops that night. The cops go over and are basically like, Whoa. uh, Basically side with him and say, you know, there's no proof that he was like choking her. You, you don't have any marks. You know, there's no proof that he was beating you. You don't have any bruises. There's no scratches like nothing. There's nothing on him to show anything. And there's other proof, apparently, that isn't released. Okay. That same day, uh, she's in an elevator. She calls a friend of hers named James Franco. They're seeing an elevator footage and they're seen going up to his apartment and she's there all night. Okay. Not a good sign. Uh, James Franco got called in and got suspended for questioning and boom, <laughs> like, so this is all helping like Johnny Depp, like try to prove like that he had nothing to do with this and like trying to clear his name. Like I'm innocent. Like she made it look like it was me, but it wasn't me and all this stuff. Anyway. So that's crazy. I was reading that and I was like like how far are people like willing to go with stuff like to make like how far was she willing to go with this? Like she names him, knows that it's not cool to name him if he's innocent and then he goes to sue her and she just doesn't back down. She doesn't give up and like admit that she was wrong. Like why just not admit that you're wrong? You got caught. Why do people do this? Why put yourself in that situation? I don't know. Anyway, it just made me just got me thinking. And then I mentioned subpoena and it made me think about um uh I got called by the FBI again. So you if you're listening to this podcast, you know that I've had this thing going on with the FBI. I'm not an informant, so don't think that I mean, as much as as far as you guys know, I'm not an informant. No, I'm just kidding. I would probably be a good informant. I would probably be like the typical informant, the one that's always talking about having a deal with the FBI. You would think that I was legit like an informant for the FBI as much as I talk about this. Anyway, so I just want to give you guys an update about this ongoing saga. So I said that there were three people that robbed us. Okay. So one of them we know was caught. One of them they caught because they matched the gun and all this stuff. They caught another guy and I didn't, I couldn't connect this guy with our robbery because there was nothing that said that he was connected with our robbery. Okay. Uh, but he, he being questioned in the trial that I was a part of this third party was questioned and he testified right before I was called in to testify and a part of that testimony was him admitting to the robbery. He took a plea deal. He admitted to the robberies and then he, um, threw, threw his friend under the bus, the guy that didn't pay him much money for robbing three places and getting over $60,000. He only got $5,000 of that. So he was mad. So he ratted on his friend and then he part of the deal. He had to admit to the robberies and one of the robberies was our robbery. So, they got him. He got sentenced to, uh, I think seven or eight years, uh, which is very light. And it was only because he got a plea. This guy gave all gave up his friend, gave up all these details. It still got seven years. Uh, I mean, that's just telling you how how crazy this is. Like this, this is just foreshadowing, foreshadowing, <laughs> foreshadowing. sentencing that's coming up for edward moore himself so edward moore is the guy that put the gun to my head okay and his sentencing is coming up on august 19th so i haven't made up my mind whether i'm going to be going to that um i don't need to okay i'm not required to and i can to testify um and you know talk about any kind of trauma or talk about my thoughts or what i wish uh, the sentencing would that would be passed down be, but I don't intend to. Uh, as of right now, I don't make that. Uh, I'm not planning on it, but um, I will get notified regardless. Uh, once whatever happens happens. So once the sentencing is done, what Oh, here's a better way of saying it. Once the sentencing is rendered. The FBI will contact me to advise me of such. I found out, though, I am going to be getting... I knew this at the beginning, but I am getting reimbursed for, like, a bunch of travel and all this stuff. They gave me a letter when I was subpoenaed saying that I will be reimbursed uh, for any costs within uh, 10 days. Okay. I'm going on... Uh, one. Two. I'm going on two months later. I can't even... Couldn't even do that in my head. I had to count with my fingers two months later and uh, I still haven't been reimbursed. So I called there like last week or the week before and they were like, it's going to be like another three weeks. And uh, my ex coworker was like, but this subpoena letter said when I got subpoenaed, you guys said that it was going to be 10 days. She's like, Oh, that's a lie. It takes longer. It, like She told her it was a lie. I was like, um, about to be subpoenaing y'all if y'all don't, Hurry up with my money! I don't know how much it's gonna be. It's probably gonna be like two hundred, three hundred dollars on the real. on the strength. Okay, God, it's like this. You know what I'm saying? If we don't manifest our power to the fullest, to the fullest, man. You know what I'm saying? Nothing will become of everything that we plan, God. Understanding, still God. See, we gonna show them the strength and what we doing. But this for the babies, and that's why it's on the strength. Everything is day, on God. the strength. It's on the strength. It's all the strength. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for listening today to today's podcast. Brought to you by the soothing sounds of Raul. The soothing sounds of Raul was a... Oh, man. Tracy said that to me in high school. He used to always say it was a reference to the cable guy. Anyway, thanks for keeping it raw. Thanks for uh, listening. Have a great day. Bye.